0: This is the Radio Family Rosary Program. I'm Michael Thomas Jr. and it's an honor and blessing to serve as your host. Today's Radio Family Rosary is dedicated to all our loyal listeners and supporters. We now invite you to please join us as we pray together the Sorrowful Mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary. Led by Patty DeBusk
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried.
2: As As it was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without
1: end. Amen. O my Jesus,
2: forgive us our sins, save us from the fire of hell, take all souls to heaven, and especially those most in need of your mercy.
1: The second sorrowful mystery. The scourging at the pillar. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. The third sorrowful mystery.
2: The crowning with thorns. They stripped off his clothes and wrapped him in a scarlet military cloak. Weaving a crown out of thorns, they fixed it on his head and stuck a reed
1: in his right hand. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
2: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end.
1: Amen. O my
2: Jesus, forgive us our sins, save, save us from the fire of hell, take all souls to heaven, and especially those most in need of your mercy.
1: The fourth sorrowful mystery, the carrying of the cross. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
2: and especially those most in need of your mercy. The fifth
1: sorrowful mystery. The crucifixion. Jesus uttered a loud cry and said,
2: Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. After he said this, he expired.
1: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
2: Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, Mother, Mother of mercy, mercy our, our, life, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To, to you do we cry, for banished children of me. Eve. To you do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn to them the most gracious, gracious advocate, your, your eyes of mercy to towards us. And after this exile, after show, this exile, show us, bless, the and blessed fruit of your womb, Jesus. Jesus. O clement, o, clement o, o, loving, o loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, Pray
1: for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promise of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. That was The Sorrowful Mysteries, led by Patty Debusk. On today's Radio Family Rosary, we're pleased to welcome Director for the Office of Consecrated Life for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Phoenix, Sister Anthony Mary Diago, sharing about the life of St. John Vianney, whose feast day we honor tomorrow.
3: The Life of Saint Jean Marie Vianney from the book Modern Saints Their Lives and Faces by Anne Ball, Volume 2. Saint John Vianney experienced the physical presence of the devil. He was kept awake by loud, terrifying noises, assailed by threatening words, and sometimes dragged across the room. The Holy Cure, parish priest of ours, suffered from these diabolical visitations over a period of 30 years. He came to accept them as a matter of course and often even spoke of them in a bantering manner. Jean-Marie Baptiste Vianney was born on May 8, 1786, in Dardilly, France. His parents, Matthew and Marie Vianney, had six children, of whom John was the fourth. The family were farmers, and the children learned early, to accompany their parents to their work in the fields. The sturdy country folk were staunch Catholics, and Marie brought up all of her children with a love of God. John was a lively child and precocious in all matters of religion. During the time when the horrors of the French Revolution had closed the churches and forced religion into hiding, the Vianney family often sheltered some of these holy refugees. Their charity to the poor, too, was well known. In spite of the many chances they took, the family was never betrayed. At the school, John tried his hardest, but Latin grammar was all but incomprehensible to this young man who had spent so many years working in the fields rather than studying in school. The other students who noticed his prayers, fasting, and diligence attempted to help. After a long period of time, at last, in August of 1815 at the age of 29, John Vianney was finally ordained. He was assigned to the parish of Ars as its curé or pastor. The vicar general told him, There is not much love for God in that parish. You will bring some into it. Like many French villages, Ars was feeling the evil effects of the French Revolution. Drinking, dancing, and attendant sins, profanation of Sunday, and neglect of religious obligations were rife. Faith was weak, and religious ignorance was common. John set out to win back these souls. At Ars, during his first years there, the saint performed the most severe penances, disciplines, and self-denials, thus drawing down graces from God upon his flock. Bloodstains were left on his wall, where he had collapsed after scourging himself for long periods of time. For six years, he lived exclusively on boiled potatoes, and he was always in the utmost poverty, Later he tempered his rigorous penances somewhat, though they continued to be terrifyingly severe. The cure's desire was to convert his parish. His simple life and complete humility endeared him to his people. He gave catechism instructions regularly. His favorite topic was love for Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. The parish began to change for the better. John Vianney felt a great attraction toward both prayer and fasting. In 1839, he revealed to a young priest, My friend, the devil is not greatly afraid of the discipline, whip or scourge, and other instruments of penance. That which beats him is the curtailment of one's food, drink, and sleep. There is nothing the devil fears more consequently. Nothing is more pleasing to God. Bread that were given them, the love of God and the love of souls, provided the motivating power for the curate of ours, Although his severe penances and self-denials weakened his health, and although he suffered also from an intermittent fever, which was supposedly due to the unhealthful climate, John would not rest. His zeal spurred him to action in his desire to save souls. He scolded the fallen, fed the hungry, instituted a providence, school and home for orphans and poor children, administered the sacraments, catechized and in all loved his parishioners. This love was felt, and slowly ours responded. St. John Vianney possessed the ability to read the hearts of his penitents, and he had gifts which mystical theologians call intuition and prophecy. There are literally hundreds of well-documented examples of his use of these gifts. St. John Vianney is a great example for all of us to grow in holiness, He died at the age of 73 in 1859.
0: We would very much like to thank Sister Anthony Mary Diago for sharing with us about the life of St. John Vianney. Today's Radio Family Rosary was dedicated to all our loyal listeners and supporters. If you are interested in sponsoring or dedicating a Radio Family Rosary program or receiving our free monthly newsletter, where you'll be able to learn more information about our ministry as well as upcoming broadcasts or events, you may do so by calling 602 That number again is 602 You may also write to us at Radio Family Rosary at P.O. Box 17484, Phoenix, Arizona, 85011 or by email at contact at If you would like to hear more of our broadcast May God richly bless you and may he grant you his peace.